Hi, I'm your host, Lillian Yang. And I'm your host, Fakri Shafai, and you are listening to Food Nonfiction, the incredible true stories behind food. Hey, food buffs. Let's say you're making yourself your favorite dinner, and you're making a lot of it. At the end of the night, you've got a bunch of it sitting in a pot on the stove or cooling on a baking tray. What are you going to do with it? You'll probably pack it away in the fridge in some Tupperware containers and have it for lunch the next day. Everybody has done this before. But the funny thing is that it wasn't too long ago when Tupperware didn't even exist. Imagine life without Tupperware. Your options for saving your leftovers would be to cover your dishes with foil, cloth, or wax paper. Sometimes even a shower cap. Basically, there were no airtight containers to reseal your food in. So food couldn't be kept for very long and smells from different foods would mingle in the fridge. Tupperware has made a huge difference in the kitchen. This is Tupperware. The airtight plastic containers that keep good foods fresher longer. Tupperware was invented by Earl Tupper. To be clear, Earl Tupper did not have the title of Earl. Earl was his first name. He was born in 1907 in New Hampshire. His father managed the family farm and his mother ran a boarding home. Earl was an entrepreneur. He started his own landscaping business called Tupper Tree Doctors Company. Unfortunately, the company did not survive the Great Depression and went bankrupt in 1936. But fortunately, Tupper found work with the DuPont Chemical Company's plastic division. Tupper wanted to create his own plastic products. So he took the cheap, unwanted waste product of the petroleum refining process. This was polyethylene, which he called poly-tea. After months of experimentation, he was able to turn it into a moldable plastic. With this, he created bright-colored containers and an airtight lid inspired by the design of pink can lids. And so Tupperware was born. Today, the word Tupperware is used to describe any plastic container with an airtight lid. But Tupperware is a brand. And a lot of us have never even owned actual Tupperware brand Tupperware. In an age where you can buy everything online and have it shipped to your door, you'll be surprised to find what happens when you Google buy Tupperware. Go ahead and do the search yourself. Click on the links. Weird, huh? Even today, Tupperware brand Tupperware is mostly sold through Tupperware parties. Now let's go to a little town in New Jersey where things are really popping. Yes, there's a party going on at Mrs. Betty Martin's house. It's a Tupperware party, and it's really fun. The girls get together and meet their old friends and make some new ones. Then there's a demonstration by one of the Tupperware dealers who lives in your community. Meet Caroline Scopes. I'm the Tupperware director. How did you get involved in selling Tupperware? Eleven years ago, I was a midwife, and I had two children, and I was looking for a way to better balance work and family life. And then I had a Tupperware party. I decided to start my own business with Tupperware. Caroline explained to us what happens at a Tupperware party. The host invites guests, such as friends and family, and she also invites a Tupperware consultant. You can find plenty of Tupperware consultants near you by searching online. The host demonstrates some recipes you can make with Tupperware products, and including time for questions and purchases, a party lasts about two hours. 
So can you explain the process of how you started selling Tupperware? Did you, do you go online and find a consultant? How does it work? That can be an option. You can go online and find a consultant or a director and you can just start your own business by purchasing the, the business kit. The majority of, of people will first attend a Tupperware party. That's how I started. Let me emphasize the importance of Tupperware parties. If Tupperware parties didn't exist, Tupperware might not exist today. When Earl Tupper first introduced his airtight Tupperware to the market, it was a huge dud. This was despite huge marketing efforts. Earl Tupper had his product displayed on large stands, he rented a showroom on Fifth Avenue in New York, and he advertised the launch nationally. This was a legitimately great product. It was a portable, airtight container for food. It was light, non-toxic, and sturdy yet flexible. So what was the problem? There were two main hurdles. One was the general distrust in plastic products at the time. Two was that people didn't understand how the airtight lids worked. When Tupperware first came out, many plastics were oily, smelly, and some were even flammable. Plastic products sometimes chipped, cracked, peeled, or melted. So it's no wonder people didn't want to put their food into plastic containers. And people were unfamiliar with the airtight lids that we're so used to pressing down on these days. Some people thought the lids didn't fit. Back then, the lids were very similar to what we have today, but they needed to be burped to get an airtight seal. Burping involves pressing down on the middle of the lid while lifting one side of the lid to let air escape. These problems were both solved by direct marketing sales. When people got to hold and experience Tupperware firsthand, they loved it. This is where a company called Stanley Home Products comes into the story. This company was one of the early companies that used the party plan sales method. You know, those parties where you get invited to someone's house, say a friend's house or a friend of a friend's house, and you get plied with wine, and then there's a little presentation about a product for you to buy. Anyhow, independent salespeople purchased goods distributed by Stanley Home Products to sell at their parties. And unlike all the boring products that people bought only because they felt obligated to, Tupperware was really popular, and people actually bought a lot of it because once they'd seen the demonstration of how Tupperware worked, they wanted it. So some of these salespeople started selling only Tupperware. Some even left Stanley Home Products and went on to make a living just selling Tupperware. Brownie Wise was one of these salespeople who became incredibly successful selling Tupperware exclusively. Tupper recognized that Tupperware wasn't selling in department stores, but that it was selling through direct marketing salespeople. Since Brownie was a star at sales, he hired her as vice president of the new Tupperware Home Parties division. Her job was to create a sales force that would use the party plan sales method. Brownie built a network of independent salespeople that is incredibly still in operation today. Every few seconds, there is a Tupperware party being hosted somewhere in the world. Brownie was a superstar. She was the Oprah of the Tupperware world. Every year she held the Jubilee. This was an annual sales conference, but it was no ordinary conference. Let me paint you a picture. In 1954, the Jubilee theme was a gold rush. 
everybody dressed up like cowboys. Fake frontier-style buildings were put up. They even brought in bulls and horses. Prizes were buried in the ground, and the attendees, all part of the Tupperware network, got to dig them up. People got fur coats, refrigerators, diamond rings. Someone even dug up a little toy car and found out that meant she had won an actual car. People cried and people fainted. Brownie Wise even offered up some of her own clothes, and she was so beloved by her sales network that her clothes were considered a rare and wonderful prize. When the clothes didn't fit, people were willing to lose weight to make them fit. And the craziest thing is that they still give out diamonds and cars today. Tell me about some things you've received and why you were awarded the gifts. The first year when I became a director, I earned a trip to Disney to bring my kids, and you know they pay for the airfare, the hotel on site at Disney, and also the, you know, the passes to go through the theme parks. Um, so I was like, oh my god! And then a few months. Later, I earned a, my first free car from Tupperware. So it's wow. And then so many diamond jewels that at one point I, I started giving some to my mom and to my stepmom because it was like, wow. Um, so just by doing your job, you get recognized. This is one of my favorite incredible true stories so far because it's crazy that even today, actual Tupperware brand Tupperware is still sold through parties. It is a little crazy to think about, and when you think about how many home parties, new products now kind of model themselves after the Tupperware party market, whether it's like Mary Kay or sorry,、What、whether it's、Mary、like、Kay? cosmetics. So whether it's a cosmetics company or something a little riskier, <laughs>、um, there are all sorts of home party models now that are all really basing it off of the success of the Tupperware party. I haven't been to a Tupperware party, but I've definitely been to another party plan sales type party. A couple of them in my lifetime. Food buffs, please write into us to tell us if you've been to a Tupperware party before and what it was like. The email is feedback at foodnonfiction dot com. We want to give a shout out to Pippalip nineteen sixty three for the latest review on iTunes. We really want to stress the importance of reviews. If you listen to this podcast, please write an iTunes review for us because that's what keeps this podcast going. It's just Fakri and I running the whole show, and without reviews, we can't grow, and we won't be able to keep this show going forever without growing. And to all the listeners that have written reviews, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So go write a review. Bye. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs>